Sorry, continue to explain to me why having long <laughs> neck and long arms and long legs. I do have unusually long you. arms. <laughs> <laughs> the funny it's thing so is, so hard because my neck is like really long and my arms are like really long and my legs are just um, long. So it's really hard for me to do. Welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring, a podcast about breast cancer with Jocelyn and Lauren. Whether you have breast cancer or any other kind of cancer, or you're just a weirdo who's super <laughs> cancer curious, welcome. We hope you enjoy. Because breast cancer is boring, but we and you mm-hmm. are interesting. I love it. Welcome. Welcome to the final. Dun, dun, dun. Episode, episode of season two, season dos. <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> I had a laugh, like clapping. No, yay! Ooh, ooh, final episode of season two. Yep, that's right. No forewarning. We're just gonna be here, and then one day we're not gonna be here. Sorry about it. <laughs> You guys don't need us, though. You don't. You you know, there's yes, a backlog of content. I mean, you do, but yes. You're strong enough on your own, you know? Announcements. Okay, announcements. Final announcements of season two. Guess what? What? Guess what? I don't know what. Guess what? Still a pandemic. <laughs> uh. Sorry. <laughs> But it is. Why? Please, please get vaccinated, people. And while you're at it, the flu vaccine is also available. And if you've been vaccinated, please consider a booster shot. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing very good, very good results of these boosters. I know it's a hassle to get out. I know it's a hassle to feel like shit for a couple of days. But take you some Tylenol or ibuprofen or leave before you get it. Stay on it for a couple of days to manage some of the symptoms. And good luck to you, man, because I want you to feel okay. I also want you to not be one of the people in my hospital who is struggling to breathe. I also don't want you to be one of the people with long-haul COVID symptoms a year after infection, Mm -hmm. which is what we're seeing now. I know, and it's that so sad. sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks because your lungs may never be the same. Anyway, not trying to scare anybody. Most mm-hmm. people do fine with COVID infection, honestly, but you infect many other people. And the only way we're going to get back to normalcy is by getting vaccinated. So please get vaccinated and get the flu shot and just get used to vaccinations. They're great. I mean, it's why we don't have polio or diphtheria or measles, mumps, rubella anymore. Like, come on. This shit's amazing. Uh, so that's uh, my first announcement. My second announcement. My skin is so dry in this Uh-oh. climate. <sighs> I need a moisturizer that works. And mm. I thought I had my skin figured out. And then yeah. menopause. Mm. And then I had to refigure it out, which we can talk about later. And then mm. hi- higher altitude. Yeah. So I'm taking any and all suggestions for a good, good, thick, Fish moisturizer. Okay. So if anyone has 
what I have purchased from Sephora and like I'll use it for a couple of weeks and then decide whether or not I'm going to return it because that's just how I do things mm. um, is the Sunday Riley Ice mm. Moisturizer. I talked myself out of the Augustus Bader Moisturizer. Okay. Uh, which is a bazillion dollars but has makes a lot of promises. Okay. And I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. But I've been hearing so many things about it. It's everywhere. And I think I'm just succumbing to, like, marketing. The hype. but The hype. Yeah. Absolutely. And the promise of it. It was okay. the same with La Mer. And I'll never spend that kind of money on, on La Mer face moisturizer again. The you know, body moisturizer is mm-hmm. insane. And I'm going to have to wean myself off of it. Oh. Because I'm... There's something about the feel of it, and I think I think it really does work. But it's prohibitive. Excuse me, pardon me. It is prohibitively expensive. Yeah. Anyway, my skin That's is very dry, and it's annoying. Needing some some extra little oomph. Mm-hmm. I have a humidifier. That's good. It's just it takes a lot of distilled water. So yeah. Anyway, just yes. any suggestions. Literally anyone has. I'm open. I also need to get a dermatologist in in town, so I'll work on that later. I bet you they um, probably have some good tips there. I, I imagine they do. Mm-hmm. I've gone to a dermatologist for a long time, mm-hmm. like just for my like cystic acne that I get sometimes, which is hormonal, mm-hmm. and yet I'm not allowed hormones. I don't get it. But I think it's testosterone mostly. Yeah. High testosterone in my system. <laughs> that's no fun whatever who knows what it is now with these androgen suppressants moving on I bought a Peloton (laughs) (gasps) announcement number three I know all about this let me tell you something I've been spending money like a woman whose husband is not unemployed and who has not moved to a new city to take a job for less money Uh, okay But let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I have been responsible with money my entire life. Yeah. Even as a kid. Wow. Like when I started working for pay mm-hmm. at 13 years old, I have saved and portioned out my money and budgeted mm-hmm. like almost literally since I was 13. Wow. I have been an, a, respon- a fiscally responsible adult for a very long time. Wow. So if I want to take some money, and mm-hmm. it is some money because mm-hmm. it's a fucking Peloton, um, from my savings, okay, which I have, we have built over. I'm acting like it's just me. <laughs> it's my money. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to take some money from my savings, mm-hmm. so that I can potentially mm-hmm. feel even a modicum. Mm-hmm. A modicum, okay, of good about my body. Really? Yes. Yes. Let me tell you something. I hurt my back the other day. Uh oh. Not necessarily at work. I think it was carrying in a bunch of like I went. I did a Target run, mm-hmm. and I got like heavy stuff apparently. And I thought I can carry this. I hate making two trips. 
especially now that I park in a parking garage that's like half a block from our apartment. And I was like, I'm not making two trips. So I loaded up and I think, you know, on the side that had radiation, I think my muscle is just weaker on this side or thinner mm-hmm. or something to do with this side, this muscle uh, that wraps around my back to my yeah. front, like chest is affected. And mm-hmm. I carried in too much stuff and I have not been in pain like that. Oh, wow. For a while. And then I worked a 12 hour shift on my feet in my old ass shoes that are falling apart. And I was like, at the end of the shift, I was walking to my car and I was like, don't make noises. Cause I was like whimpering almost. And I was like, try to walk normal. Cause I didn't want anyone to know. And I was taking like Tylenol and a leave to try and manage it. But like, it was fucked up. So this I made it to my serious. car. And it's fine. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, I, I was off for a few days. I put heating pad on it. I kept like taking Tylenol and a leave to kind of like bring the inflammation down and also manage the pain. And it's fine now. But I think it's just a product of like being out of shape and being, I mean, my work isn't sedentary anymore. I'm definitely, it's very, very physical, but that's yeah. even more of a reminder of how like I need to consistently be working these muscles mm-hmm. so that when I do need to help move that like 250 pound patient from the stretcher over to another stretcher, right? Uh, that I can do that. And I need to remember the mechanics of doing that. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just a reminder, yeah. you know? I have to say that I think I experienced a very similar thing. Now, I didn't have radiation, but after going through, because I think that you and I both had a very similar prior to cancer. Okay, not necessarily totally similar, but I was a very active person. You know, I didn't. You were both very active. active, Right. And And physically fit. I would say that I was definitely in shape. Yeah, And then I had a lot of muscle atrophy that I'm even now still trying to rebuild. And it's very difficult without the estrogen in your body to rebuild muscle. People don't understand. Estrogen builds not only bone, but helps you build muscle. Yes. Which is is. the reason that as women, especially age, Mm -hmm. the distribution of body fat looks different. But also women can get smaller. Mm -hmm. too because their muscles atrophy a bit yeah and I have definitely noticed um just trying very hard to like workouts that I would have done like when I had estrogen that I feel like like I would have just being I I just guess I expect myself into being in better shape than I actually am like I feel like I look at myself and I'm like but I work out so much. Yes. The same amount of effort. Yes. You have to double the effort to get half the re- the physical results that you are used to. And I definitely, and I've been saying this, I need to lift heavy weights. Oh, yeah. I, I do. I'm scared. I know, I'm scared I know that that's good weights. for bone density, too. Yeah. It's, um, lifting heavy weights is... And I don't mean heavy, like you can't lift it, but like, you know, I, I enjoy doing that, but I also, um, I get bored. Oh, okay. You know, so I almost like. Do you want to keep like upping the. 
Yeah, like wait or like a challenge. Like I could do it at home. I but I also don't have all the supplies I need at home. You know, and I'm not. You don't have the huge like dump (laughs) or like Mm -mm. barbells or whatever at home. Mm -mm. I yeah, nope, I don't have that, and I'm not willing to go and spend that kind of money. And where am I gonna put it? And that's just not. I don't know. That's but I measured. Now that we have this, like, I measured an area in our apartment. I was like, oh, my God, this bike will fit here. Mm-hmm. Like, I can actually, for the first time in almost my adult life, I have space for something like that. Yeah, that's Which cool. was also, yeah, it was pretty exciting. So, and I miss spin class the most. Yeah. Well, you did do that before. Yes. So I, I didn't ever, I've never taken a spin class, but. Oh my God, I miss it. It's the hardest thing that I did. Like mm-hmm. I did kickboxing, which is probably the second hardest. And then I did bar, which was like, I'd pretend like that was my break day. Just take a bar class, even yeah. though that shit burned yeah. <laughs> like crazy. And I think it gave me really good definition in my body more than mm-hmm. spin or even kickboxing. And then yoga is, was just also very challenging, but like a good sweat and a good stretch, which I needed to put in between spin classes because spin can really kind of tighten up your Mm -hmm. muscles, especially your IT band. If you're not like positioned correctly or just that repetitive motion. Yeah. I can imagine. May not necessarily be good. So, but I just, I needed something Mm -hmm. and I'm really hoping this is it. I'm hoping for you too. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to hear about it. I oh, I you'll hear that. about it. <laughs> if if I know anything about people who own Pelotons, is you, you know if someone owns a Peloton because they don't shut up about it. Oh, okay. So I can only hope that that's me someday. Hashtag goals. Um, we're still in announcements. <laughs> announcements. Uh, the, the last announcement. Um, please follow us on Instagram. We're at Breast Cancer is Boring, where I very occasionally, as of late, will post things. Um, that's just what that is. Mm-hmm. But another great way to reach out is Apple Podcasts. Leave us a yes. rating. Leave us a comment. We have a new comment. I'm going to read it now. It's Woo-hoo. from R. Ramage or Ramage, maybe, mm-hmm. if they fancy. Um This is a five-star review, by the way. (laughs) And it's entitled, Needed This. Thank you both for such a great, real, and very needed in the breast cancer culture realm podcast. Sometimes it's as if the phrases or experiences you say come out of my swirling subconscious, and upon hearing them, I feel an intense mixture of being seen, relieved, riled up, validated, and less alone. Truly, as those who have gone through this know, only those who have gone through this can even have an inkling of what it's like on this side of the cancer portal. Thank you for the laughs and what you do. It's hugely impactful. Mm. Aww. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That is super sweet. And the Oscar Thank goes you. to oh, and no. the Oscar goes to it's not it's not that Darn. Renee Ramage <laughs> or Rachel Ramage or Rhonda mm. Ramage. Sorry for that. Or Rick. 
Possibly. We don't know. It's a lady. Nope. We don't know. It's not. Nope. But whoever, thank you whoever very you much. are, mm-hmm. Rando Ramage. Thank you. Yeah, we love you. Um, yeah, really do love comments like that. Uh, it brightens a small piece of my cold dead heart, and I think that may actually be the spark that's keeping me alive. So thank you. I think that's the electricity that my essay node needs to send down the Purkinje fibers. Anyway, I've been studying cardiac. We mentioned that okay, earlier. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any announcements, Lauren? Um, I have. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to train for my black belt. That's right. I'm still trying. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic. I've been doing that a lot, and I had my son record me the other day. Video record you? Of course. Yeah. Huh? Oh, And wow. I watched it, and at first I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting really good at this. And then I watched my recording. <laughs> I was like, dang. <laughs> I was like, is that really what I look like? No. Mm, yeah. I think, I think you need an objective eye. I think I you need know. to send it to me, and I'll look at it and tell you whether you're a karate master or not. Yeah, it was. Um... So we have a tournament coming up next month that okay. I'm going to participate in um, because of my belt rank. I'm required to participate. So fantastic. Um, I'll pr- participate in open hand forms and weapons. <gasps> mm-hmm. Which weapons? Um, I'm going to use uh, the bow staff. You like that bow staff? I guess so. <laughs> I haven't trained in other weapons yet. So the next... No? No, the next weapon I think that I'll train in at, my, at the next belt rank, I think is like a small dagger. And then after mm, that is no. sword. When is nunchucks? Okay, so the kind of karate that I do does not actually use nunchucks. But hmm. I have heard that there are some regions that do, um, they, I mean, we have pulled them out in class before and our master has taught us how to use them, but I don't technically cool. like, um, it's, it's only been like once or twice. And am I very I good see. at it? No. So those are just like for street use, not for competition use. <laughs> Right. So whenever strangers come up to the karate studio right. that are like threatening our, our crew, we exactly. get the nunchucks out. We get the nunchucks out. And then they know they're in trouble. Uh-huh. That's, and that's pretty much the sound that we make when we do that. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, wasted opportunity there. <laughs> um, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, best of luck. Thank you. I'm sure is what everyone listening is saying. Hmm. I'll yeah, just continue we'll s- to say it to you. We'll see you how that uh, tournament goes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. You nervous? A little, and I think it's really funny that I thought in my head I like was really good, and then I was like and watching you saw my the video. video. Yeah. Don't ever watch a video of yourself. It doesn't matter. But it does matter actually. Okay. Because they're scoring you on yeah. like what you're supposed to be doing and what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. 
I'm sure if I looked at the video, I'd be like, whoa, that is awesome. Okay. But I have had that feeling. I'll send it to you via Google. Please do. I really want to watch it. And you've never sent me one. (laughs) I keep asking. But today, today, we're talking about Mm -hmm. quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics. Yeah. You know, just the real, like, easy breezy subject. Mm -hmm. What does this have to do with breast cancer? (laughs) Okay, not really. But we're kind of talking about quantum mechanics. Okay. Today we are talking about Schrodinger's lump, Mm. which is the name that I give to any lump or bump or pain. Mm Mm-hmm. In my body. Okay. Since I got cancer. Okay. Because, you know, it's the one that you find, Mm -hmm. you immediately panic, Mm -hmm. and then you talk yourself out of panicking. Yes. And and that just goes in a constant cycle. Mm -hmm. Panic. Oh, don't panic. Panic. Don't panic. Panic. I'm pretending that doesn't exist until you finally get scanned. I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like a panicking chihuahua. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And this this is something I've deemed Schrodinger's lump because... It is connected, of course, to Schrodinger's cat, which is a thought experiment, not a real experiment, but a thought experiment that has to do with a paradox of quantum superposition, which is an actual thing that happens. Do you know about Schrodinger's cat? Negative. Okay. Einstein and Mr. Schrodinger whoever whatever his first name is i don't know we're having this conversation about quantum mechanics and it didn't really make sense to schrodinger but so he was trying to make sense of it so the thought experiment goes that you put a cat inside of a sealed box and then you put some kind of lethal material that has a 50% chance of killing the cat in the box some um Again, this is a thought experiment, not a real experiment, but okay. some people put like a radioactive isotope that has a 50% chance of being unstable or other people put um, like unstable gunpowder in or or a vial of poison connected to like, anyway, it doesn't matter, but there's an, a lethal substance in the box with the cat that has a 50% chance of mm-hmm. killing the cat before you open the box and then while the cat is inside the box as the experiment is observed by the experimenters you have a group of people and you say all right is the cat dead or alive and (sighs) some of the people will say well obviously the cat is dead and then some of the other people will say well obviously the cat is alive but you don't know whether the cat is alive or dead until you open the box and that that action reveals it. So the way that this is like a metaphor or a thought experiment for quantum mechanics, which has to do with quantum superposition, which is the idea that an atom 
particle can be in two places at the same time or exist in two states at the same time Mm -hmm. is that the cat is both alive and dead until a definitive um, position is -hmm. is revealed, is observed, essentially. Yeah. So that's the thought experiment. Okay. So... Just to explain this further because I spent hours. <laughs> like I've I've been really into this and I've watched like a whole documentary on quantum mechanics. The lead singer of this of the band The Eels, his father was a, a, a like a physicist, mm-hmm. a well-known German physicist, oh, and cool. he never really knew his father, but he had all these recordings of him and anyway there was this documentary and I don't remember the name of it, but I watched that and I was like quantum mechanics is crazy. <laughs> Tangent universes must exist. We live in a 4D environment. Anyway, just math on that level is like really cool. And I am years and years and years and years of hard study away from having the base knowledge necessary to even begin to understand um, an explanation of this. But I will try. Atoms, for example, Mm -hmm. they're often measured in terms of excitability which it correlates to energy. So if right. an atom is in a state of excitability, higher energy. If it's in a state of non-excitability, lower energy. So the atom can actually be excited and not excited at the same time. So it can be both in a state of excitement and not excitement at the same time. But when you measure it, like when it's observed at any given time, you can only observe one state mm. at a time. So if you rapidly observe the atom, it will it will vacillate between in your observation excited and non-excited. But that doesn't mean that it's just going between those two states. Mm-hmm. Superposition means it's actually in those two states. We can only observe one at a time. One at a time. At and it's at random. Mm-hmm. So how do we know that the atom is actually existing in both states and not just rap sorry, rapidly cycling through? like several random, you know, observations, you send an electromagnetic wave through the atom in this superposition. And it was at that point that I stopped reading on the Wikipedia page because I just kind of started, it just started to look like word salad to me. (laughs) But (laughs) essentially, essentially what it boils down to is mathematically speaking in physics and quantum mechanics some a, a single thing can occupy more than one space at a time or a single thing can actually be two opposing things at the same time and this is the basis for a lot of chemical bonding like you know how some if you remember, like in school, mm-hmm. um, neutrons, protons, and electrons. Yeah. yeah. Remember chemical bonds like water is H2O, two right. hydrogen molecules yes. and an oxygen molecule? Yes. Well, they share an electron mm-hmm. between them. And mm-hmm. because we it, this is a 3D space and not a 2D space, that electron at certain points in time are both belonging to the hydrogen and the oxygen, two actually occupying two spaces time. at once. There's also this experiment that I do not understand, and, f- and I've watched videos on it. I still don't understand. It has to do with passing an atom through two slits in, in paper. 
Okay. And you and you pass it through, and it's because waves exist. Yeah. And like you can't, and things move on these waves, and so like you're not. It's not linear. It's not a two D environment. No. It's like three D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. There's two slits, and then there's like a, a wall behind these two slits. You pass the atoms through those slits, and they create these patterns mm-hmm. that do not it, do not line up with the slits. But if you cover one slit, mm-hmm. you only get atoms in a pattern behind that one slit. Okay. Whereas, whereas two, you get them everywhere. See what I mean? I can't figure it out. Yeah. But anyway, they are literally going, essentially, one atom is literally going through two slits at the same time. Not splitting Mm-mm. and rejoining at, at behind the slits, but go. It's, this is why, again, I say that we're years and years and years of constant mathematical study away from even beginning to understand this. But this is, it's cool for a lot of reasons. Um, and this just relates. Uh, only metaphorically to <laughs> finding a mysterious lump and mm-hmm. in your brain it truly exists in two spaces it, it, it occupies two spaces of your yep. brain at the same time it both is and is not a cancer recurrence right and and it's not that you're vacillating like one moment you're sure that it is in one moment you're not sure it's just depending on which one of those thoughts is engulfing the other but they both exist at the same constantly at the same time and that's why it's schrodinger's lump oh i also wanted to say Mm -hmm. it's also the basis for the theoretical existence of tangent universes which is branching off of our like uh timelines essentially into other tangent universes at certain points where like big decisions are made is you know the theory so like this is this is the basis for movies like Sliding Doors okay. um, with Gwyneth Paltrow or Donnie Darko, a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, who I only recently discovered uh, ghosted Taylor Swift on her 21st birthday, broke up with her because of the age difference, but then continued to date women her age and has never given her scarf back. So that's awkward. Yeah, for him. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she wrote an 11 minute song about her. Uh. Uh-huh. Which I understand a shorter version was on the original Red album, but she has re-released the Red album because now she has full rights to it, which somehow was complicated earlier, and now she has Taylor's version, and it's 11 minutes long, and she just performed it on SNL, and it was very good. And honestly, I've never really listened to Taylor Swift before, but mm. I am interested now. I do like that she writes her own music. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I'm so intrigued by this... Uh, Like dual universe, like mm-hmm. my brain is starting to hurt a little bit, but I do Not understand even a dual universe, but a multiverse. Okay, so like as though there are, and again, this is not strictly quantum mechanics or quantum physics. We're getting into like parts of string theory, and like this is, I think this is a branching off. I'm not sure actually, mm-hmm. because again. And if you are a quantum physicist or a quantum mechanic, oh. a quantum mechanic, is that a thing? I don't know. I think so. If you are one of the people who is listening to this and you're just like, they're saying it wrong, um, please do let me know. I'm very interested. <laughs> um, but multiple other universes, like there are 
thousands of virgin versions, thousands of virgins. That too. Thousands of versions. <laughs> Some of me are virginal, I guarantee it. Uh <laughs> I was very repressed <laughs> in my younger days. Um thousands of versions of ourselves living in different timelines where we made different choices. Ah. And that sent us off on different paths with different results and experiencing different things and existing different worlds. And um, that is at the very least great basis for, you know, many, many a, a novel and a movie, but also continuing. I think Spider-Man is in the multiverse now. So that's, you know, it's oh, pretty yeah. mainstream. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. Also, and this is my personal theory. I think this is what ghosts are. Oh. I think there are parts, because time's not linear, right? We understand time is like folded, and, and so is space. Space is not like just a plot map, and it branches out. Space, and that's how black holes work, or, or um, wormholes. Space is like folded on itself. And okay. I think... Time is the same way. And so you get these tangent universes and, and in places where maybe like the barrier between our timeline and another timeline is thin for lack of a more technical term. Mm -hmm. You can see through it. Oh. So I don't think these are dead people. Okay. I think these are people living in. in <laughs> I really like the way you think. This is what I imagine. Okay. Because you really make me think. I won't, like, fight people on it. I'm not <laughs> that committed to it. But I just think it's, it would be interesting. I'm not going to fight what if, you yeah, over this. Yeah, I'm not going to take this outside. But, like, wouldn't that be interesting if, if all of these, like, paranormal things that are happening are really... And I don't think I came up with this. I must have gotten this idea from somewhere. But I really do think it's just, like... That is really interesting, though. I think we have, like, a really uh, simple view of how everything works. Mm -hmm. But just to be very clear, superposition is not theoretical. It's actual. Okay. In fact, the, the concept that atoms can be in two places at the same time is why computers work. Right. It's the reason that you can be listening to this podcast right now, mm -hmm. because... These computer chips are based on that that scientific knowledge. I don't know. Mm -hmm. and, and that is something, yeah, that is something you can validate through Google. Go, go for it. There's some really good stuff out there. There's some really good videos, especially if you just go down the Schrodinger's cat, like, wormhole. Um, it's pretty fun. But anyway, <laughs> I... I, I think the idea of of anyone who has had cancer having a Schrodinger's lump or Schrodinger's pain or or something like that um, is is a shared experience. I have a Schrodinger's lump right now in no. my lung. Yeah, and I've had it. Oh yeah. For yeah, that that guy, and he's not growing or doing anything. So. We just kind of pretend it's not there. We just do a CT scan every year to look at it. Hey, look, there he is. Look there at that cute little guy. Look at Schrodinger's lump. He's just he's so uh, cute. Yeah. And he's just so there. He's just so there. 
Not a convenient spot uh, in a lung, for sure. But You're and so I mean, inconvenient. It's very inconvenient. <sighs> it cramps my style. Um, and for me, I live in a constant state of it's nothing. It's metastasis. Oh. You know? Yeah. And the it's nothing part of me, I feel, is much, much larger. Okay. Like, that takes up, I am in that space, I take up a lot more room in that space than I do in the space of, this is going to someday be discovered as something, and I'm going to, like, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, I think we all have these little things. If you you have a reoccurrence, I'll have one with you. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's terrible. Oh, but the feeling behind it is so pure. But I love you, so I would do it with you. I believe you. Mm -hmm. But don't. Okay, I won't. Don't you dare. I won't. You don't either, though. In fact, I think it's an unspoken thing that, like, we cannot both get cancer at the same time next time. No. We have to stagger them. What? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. We have no, to no, stagger no. it. But I don't Or know. there's no next time. Thank you. I just feel like that's too good to be true. Okay. I just feel like that's you know we are a bit too much cynical. We are a bit cynical when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like Yeah. Especially at this age, you kinda go like, Well, it's just a matter of time. And which is annoying. Honestly, I do. I do, and don't think for a second that in my decision to purchase a Peloton, again, with money from my savings when my husband has still to find gainful employment, um, part of that decision, I I will not deny, was influenced by, I mean, how long have I got left, you know? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's not even funny. That's wrong timing. That's bad. It's terrible timing, Jocelyn. I mean, just the small part of it. No, I know. It's okay. You know, I think we all think that way. And a lot of people have a hard time saying that out loud. Okay. Because we do. We do. I, I, I could not agree more. And I have to say, even as when I was young, before I had breast cancer, I... I wasn't sure, like I had this feeling that I wasn't going to live a long life. You know, that's a weird feeling to have. And I don't know if a lot of people share that. Um, Like when? Like how old? Like, I don't know, like early 20s. What? Is that, is that a weird, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not, maybe it's like a shared, like weird gut feeling, like, no, I'm not going to live. And I wasn't like actively doing anything that would cause me to, to not live a long life. But OK, who in your life died young? Uh, I don't know. Like, did you. I've heard people say that when a parent, especially a parent mm-hmm. of the same sex or especially a parent of the same gender dies young or tragically, mm-hmm. they just assume 
it will happen to I think Ira said that, right? Uh, yeah. I don't Both think Both of I, his parents died right. young, and he said he just assumed he yeah. would die young. I think that's normal. But I thought I was going to live forever, and nothing bad was <laughs> ever going to happen to me. Right. I think that's less normal mm-hmm. than thinking there's but a I, lot of death and disease in this world. I may not make it. I never thought that I would get cancer, though. So I was never like no, that. W- that was not an option. No, no. Like no, I was. No. I I didn't know it was going to happen. I just didn't. I don't know. I just. And maybe because when I was as a young child, my mom always used to kind of joke like, "You're my like little weird medical mystery kid." I always had like some weird oh, thing going okay. on. Like, there we go. Maybe that was part Light of it. Bulb. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some weird things happen. Like when I was little, I was, I had um, what they called night terrors, and I would um, yeah. sleepwalk. And um, I had two s- siblings who did this. Like I would pace terrifying. up and down the stairs. My mom would oh, find wow. me out in the front yard sometimes. Oh my god! Yes, probably very dangerous. I was on femabarbital as a kid, which I hear is a pretty Whoa. heavy barbiturate. <laughs> It. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I mean, they do use it. Yeah. For seizures, but like, we give that to people like withdrawing from alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And like when it gets super bad. I know. And people in status as well. Wow, yeah. you were on that as a kid. I mean, it's a super safe. It's super safe drug. I mean, you know, my. I didn't like it. it tasted terrible. It was liquid. <laughs> oh, because you were so little. I was little. I was in first grade. Oh. But maybe that was part of it. You know, maybe that was like as I got older. No you know, wonder. My, mo- my mom was always like, you're always like you. You never get the like normal things. You always get the things get, like, that. Big stuff. Like I had scarlet fever when I was a what? kid. Yeah. What? Yeah. And like, I don't think that that's super common i have met other people that have had it but i'm sorry were you born in the 1700s <laughs> are you a vampire oh i left that out <laughs> <laughs> no right, but i have to use that sound because i loaded pretty... it up on this soundboard and i'm it just is... like, not gonna let it go to waste it is really good yeah maybe that's part of it and that makes so much sense. I don't know. I don't and now add on to that actually having a cancer diagnosis. I but I I want to live a long time. I do. Sure. Definitely do. I mean, sure, I'm I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've already got like my look, like my vision for my look in okay. my seventies and eighties. I just wish I had that. I don't have that. Huh. You don't know that like you want to have a shorter blonde haircut and no. wear print on print? No. With some faux fur on rotation? I wish I did. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to bring the house down. <clears throat> sounds like it. Maybe I'll wear like fancy, like one and piece cool sneakers, zip up pajamas. <laughs> oh, I love it. Maybe I'll I wear like it. a onesie, jam- like a onesie jammy all the time. <laughs> I think for you, just transition like- to tracksuits. Okay. In your 80s, 
mm. full on track suits, but like yeah. elevated. Right. Like the shiny ones. Yes. <laughs> or velour. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monogrammed. Oh. Monogrammed. I don't know. Could I go there? You absolutely could go there. Okay. I already love it. <laughs> yeah. You could do it tomorrow and I'd be okay. Favor. Because you know, we may not make it that long. Oh my god. <laughs> we may have to hurry this up, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I might have to start dressing in the vision of my 80s in okay. my 50s. Okay. Yeah. So the shit part is just not knowing. Yeah. Well, and I, I think everyone would that. agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, but also that's probably a good thing. You don't want to know. Yeah. I think that going through cancer treatment certainly puts you a lot closer in touch with your own mortality yeah. and the reality of, of all of that. Not that that, you know, and of course, Cancer treatment nowadays for those of us who have um, breast cancer and is so much better than it was. Mm-hmm. And we live longer and we have clear markers and people go on to live for a long time and no issues, yeah. no problems, no reoccurrences. If you're a stage two breast cancer diagnosis, I mean, you're pretty good to go. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hell of a time. Yeah, it's not going to feel good. Like, <laughs> in the short run and in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I recommend definitely therapy and changing your job and moving and ending relationships that don't uh, serve you. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a new podcast that I learned about. It's not new. It's new-ish. I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet. I just listened to the trailer. Okay. But I got to tell you about it. It's called Dying for Sex. And it is about a woman. It's a woman and her best friend. And this woman was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. And so she ended her, like, 15-year marriage. Oh, no. And just got herself on Tinder and Match and... Hinge and all those apps and is just out to have a really good time. And she's chronicling it on this podcast with her best friend. So I will be listening to that. What? One of my friends who's like, she's like, if I'm going to go out, I'm just like going to go out. I'm going to go wild. I mean, why not? What are you going to do? Kill me? I'm already dying. It's a very interesting way to go about it. Apparently, she gets into some interesting scrapes and maybe has some good times, too. I don't know. But I'm interested and, um, yeah, I like it. I'll let you know how it goes. But okay. I will be listening. So, in the break huh. from this podcast, check out Dying for Sex. I haven't listened to it. could be bad, but <laughs> check it out. Something about that, though, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we put up with things and we hang out too long in spaces that 
you know, I think mm-hmm. the term people like to use is don't, the, the don't serve us. Oh, yeah. Or you get um, too comfortable. And too comfortable. That, you know, your your needs are no longer being met. Priority. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, no longer being met. Mm-hmm. And we hang out. And there are a lot of good reasons why people do that. Mm-hmm. Because stability cannot be underplayed. Yeah. Like that's really important for people. Mm-hmm. But then when something happens that kind of rocks your world mm-hmm. and you're like, well, shit's going to hell anyway. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. Go all in. So. Well, and it certainly like going through an experience like this also kind of teaches you like how others react to that experience. Very and it teaches you a lot about those people. Yeah. So I think that yeah. not only is it enlightening for yourself to like, oh man, okay, this is some real stuff. And then yeah. go, oh, like this is really too much for you to handle mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. too scary. You're not down for this. this. Yeah. It's not what you signed up for or whatever right. people say. Yeah, especially partners you find out. Real quick. Yeah. It will be hard to get rid of my husband at any point now because <laughs> he did uh, kind of really come through for me. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just I had plans to get rid of him and now I can't. Oh. So. Yeah. Well, sometimes he's annoying. Sometimes I just like, like right now, looking for a job, which means he's home all the time. And, like, I have four days off a week, so I'm home a lot, too. And sometimes I just want alone time. The only alone time I get right now is driving to and from work. I mean... And I'm surrounded by people all day. And then it's him all the time. And, like, I love him. But also, I maybe get an hour or two because I wake up early every day like way earlier than he does just because my clock is set to 5 30 a.m mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like yeah we have such different lives <laughs> <laughs> you're like i just need some alone time like I'll what is that. even that what is that i get I like for you i don't know like the 15 minute drive in my car to and from work is the only yeah. time I am alone. That's, that's only. Actually, you need more. So I went to a karate class on Monday night and also mm-hmm. on Thursday night mm-hmm. without the kids. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, Where are the kids? And I'm like, I just, um, I wanted to come and take class and they, and the boys were like, no, we don't want to go today. And I was like, or, you know, they, they go on Tuesday, Wednesday. And I was just taking two extra classes because I, I like karate. Yeah. And it was so nice, but I'm still around like a ton of people. You're still around people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, when I do get quiet time, I don't always know what to do with myself. Like, I feel like I should be yes. cleaning or organizing something. And then or you're like, like, I don't want to waste time on that. When I'm alone, I can do like, and then you think to yourself, well, why wasn't I, was, why was I in such a hurry to be alone again? What was I 
But I think it's just the feeling. I have a laundry list of things that need to happen and I need to get done. Okay. So the minute I'm alone, I'm like, you have to be productive. I am always that way. It's crazy. Girl, you don't need a Peloton. You need a PlayStation. <laughs> we have one. You need a re- What? You have one? Yeah. Somewhere. Get on that thing. Yeah. You need to waste time. <laughs> you are investing way too much of your time. I'm going to get another tattoo next year. Where? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the girl that um did my leg and I'm going to tell her like, "Hey, I'd like Hi, another girl. really cool tattoo. And I'd like to know yeah. where you'd like to put it." <laughs> mm-hmm. I let her I mean, the artist will know. Yeah, I let her do whatever she wanted on my leg. Really? Mhm. She's that, that talented so though. so intimidating to me. Oh, I'm so like that is thrilling to me. And really? here's the reason why. And the reason okay. why I let it happen okay. was um I totally Instagram stalked her. Okay. <laughs> and I saw good, I good went through like start. I went through pages of her work, like things that she's posted. I had not seen one one thing that I didn't like. Not one. That's a good sign. And That's I, a really good sign. And I just was like, I really admire her work. And I thought, how cool would it be for her to have, like, freedom of doing, because I knew that I'd whatever. like it, whatever she wanted, and and just, like, where do you think this should go? And, yeah. And she, and she, it's perfect. It's mm. so beautiful. And I'm so happy with it. And I was like, I want to do that again. Because, like I said, I just, I haven't, I think it's really special when you find, and for me, finding a woman artist who knows how to place things on a woman's body to make it mm-hmm. very complimentary is important. Is important and sometimes hard to find. And mm. not saying that there's others that can't do it. And there's certainly men that I'm sure know, can figure out like how to make it look nice on a woman's body too. Sure. I, but um, I was just really excited to find somebody who I felt. Like, I could totally trust. And, of course, she showed it to me first, and she was like, how do you feel about this? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And I knew that, like, on her little iPad that she showed me, I was Mm -hmm. like, that doesn't do it justice at all. I'm sure it's going to be, like, 100% prettier. And it was. It was. So I'm going to do that again next year. Okay. treat myself. Okay. I have never been more ready to get a tattoo in my life especially working in an er like everyone has tattoos yes they do it's just like a cultural thing Mm -hmm. among nurses and providers in an ed Mm -hmm. that is true (laughs) um but i don't i don't i don't know the first i don't know the first place i would go Mm -hmm. i don't know the first thing i would do i have no clue i i really want one on this over like over my shoulder oh like, like chest like this to way? shoulder here Oof. or maybe here i also want one on my on my lip i want one everywhere you i'll want just one everywhere yeah i'll just be like just pick a spot <laughs> pick a <laughs> spot, Any spot. Mm-hmm. 
I would do an upper arm slave. Uh, inside of my forearm, I would do. Mm-hmm. I would do like right under my breasts and like coming up in between. Mm-hmm. Something that like, um, I love. Rihanna has a tattoo mm-hmm. there. That's it's the like new trans Egyptian. Um, oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> it is. Well, it's the, but it's pretty. But it's it is pretty. pretty. You know what's really convenient sometimes when we get patients in ED and we don't know their identity? Sometimes they have their name tattooed on their chest or their back. And their own like name? Identify them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like their it's last name? It's happened several times now. Like their like last their name? Their full name. Their oh. full name. And we're able to look, at, look them up in the system and figure out that it's them. Shut and call their the loved ones. Yeah. Door. I think it's just a safe decision. Okay, so As a person. I've heard about this, like people get like a DNR tattooed on them. Now, is this mm-hmm. like, is this like an actual, like I'm trying to identify myself or is this like, <laughs> it like is in case of an emergency? It wasn't medical. No, it was <laughs> should, medical. Maybe I should have that on my arm in case also, of an emergency. Please call. <laughs> Before you get a DNR Yeah, those like, don't work actually. Tattooed, they don't work. Mm-hmm. No. No, I've, I've read about gonna, that not going to help you. Mm-hmm. No. Here's what is going to help you. Since we're talking about Schrodinger's lump and recurrence and we're talking about um death and dying. What what helps the most is having these conversations mm-hmm. with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. So your immediate family and then a trusted friend mm-hmm. who can be the voice of reason. Okay, maybe me. even a third person who doesn't like totally love you that much. <laughs> Okay. And could be more objective. Oh, yeah. So I've definitely had the conversation of like, so does this turn the machine off? Don't love me because I haven't heard this conversation. No, 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 no. You're too close. You're too close. You'd never pull my plug. So I can't trust you. (laughs) You'd keep me alive no matter like what. So sorry. You're out of the decision making circle. But. I know that. I'm a little hurt by that. Okay. <laughs> the feels are too strong from you. Okay. I'm sorry. I just right. need someone who's a little more cut- cutthroat. Um, because Somebody I don't more want... cutthroat than me? Mm-hmm. That yep. is pretty rough because I am mm-hmm. pretty darn cutthroat. Not when it comes to me, though. That's true. I'm special. You are. <laughs> it's the same over here. I'd be praying for a miracle. For the first time in like 20 years. Um, But I mean, I've told my husband and another friend, like, don't keep me traked and pegged. I don't want to live like that. Certainly don't want to live on a vent. Mm -mm. When I die, do not buy a coffin. Do not put me in the ground. Okay. It's a waste of space and resources. Okay. You donate my body to science. Oh, because I got cancer at a young age, so I feel like they may be interested in studying that. Donate everything you can donate. I don't know if I can donate organs now mm. because of my cancer history, but if someone's really desperate for one, I mm-hmm. think they might take it. Totally. I, think, I haven't looked into it, but I've been a donor for a long time, but more than that. I am too. Yeah. I've thought like, about that. Science can take my body. And if there, and I was very clear if there's some reason that you can't, Make that happen. You cremate me in the cheapest fucking, like, go to the dirtiest, cheapest, ugliest 
place. I don't want to be in none of it. Just burn me to ash and then dump it. Don't like take a trip and like scatter it. You know, like that's not good for the environment or anything. None of it's good for the environment, honestly. Ashes? I don't think they are. Who okay. wants ashes in their ocean water? Oh, well, why? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Like, yuck. Don't travel with my ashes someplace. It's just. just See, I thought about that and I thought, oh, well, maybe that would give my family a good reason to go on a nice trip. (laughs) Well, then that's different. Mm -hmm. There you go. That could be nice. You know, I need you to take my ashes to the most beautiful beach and dig a hole in the sand and put me down there and then enjoy yourself while you're there. And then enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have to take trips back there to this most beautiful beach so you can oh, come that visit is me. Smart. Okay, that's pretty smart then. Mm-hmm. And Very just, generous of you. I'm like, yeah, just burn me and dump me out back. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything anymore. I'll be gone or I'll be living in a tangent universe. Mm, I like that. Where I never got cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay, in conclusion, in conclusion, Schrodinger's lump, it's going to happen and it's both nothing and life-changing nonsense at the same time. And that yeah. is normal and all the feels around that are normal. So um, get into quantum mechanics. It's super interesting and fun and you should check it out. Also, while you're checking things out, check us out on Instagram. Instagram oh. count. Breast cancer is boring. That's right. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This has been the final episode of season two. Mm-hmm. We will rejoin the world of podcasting sometime in February. And maybe? we're going to definitely do a, a tiny episode in January. And you may get a teeny tiny uh, B-side of us talking about our New Year's goals. Our New Year's, I don't know, what would you call them? Our New Year's fantasies for ourselves (laughs) and our fantasy life. And a lot of that's going to hinge on you all getting vaccinated. So please just do it. That would be nice. I would like that very much. She's so nice. Let's do it. I'm tired. (laughs) I want to wear lipstick again. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you in the new year. Bye.